America Meditating Radio Show, we collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24-7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. Join the prominent motivational speaker and teacher, Sister Jenna, on America Meditating Radio as she talks with celebrities, leaders, authors, and average people who share stories of success and inspirational ways to combat negativity and everyday challenges that we may encounter along our journeys of life. Tune in daily, 24-7, right here on America Meditating Radio. Take a break. Breathe. Why don't you visit the Peace Village Learning and Retreat Center, 518-589-5000. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat, I'm stupid. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. The only thing I didn't learn in school today is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. The Azar Foundation for Children of the World is an organization aimed to support women and children in need across the globe. We believe in empowering lives, strengthening minds, and providing programs that enrich health and education. The Azar Foundation was founded in 2003 and has been serving the world ever since. Visit us at our website at www.azarforchildren.org. That's www.azar4children.org to find out more information about our endeavors and join our mailing list. Remember, the smile and the cry of a child doesn't have any language. The Azar Foundation. Hello, everyone. You are listening to America Meditating Radio, and I'm your host, Sister Jenna. It's been quite an interesting morning, and I was telling Antonia, you know, we are being called to raise and amplify our way of being as people. Things don't always unfold in the exact way that it seems to present itself in our minds. And we are then trying to find a virtue, a power, a strength, a gift given by God to apply that. And I'll tell you this, if you don't apply it, you're going to get some drama. (laughs) This is definitely fundamental across the board. With the hundreds of thousands and thousands of lectures that I have had the privilege of sharing with audience members who are me, because I'm there, you know, whatever I'm sharing, I'm with you, I'm you, and we're learning something together. I've learned more often than I need to that If I don't respond from a level of respect to another person's heart or feeling, I'm going to get a lot of issues. Life is going to become a little bit more challenging, and I might be holding that energy in me for far too long, and that's also restricting my fortune and my success. 
Well, I don't know how we're feeling as Americans, but as you all know, Donald Trump won the Republican candidate, and I know it's still up in the air for Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, and we're really meditating on all these folks because I think that there's something that I've been sharing tremendously, especially with the new campaign that we've launched called Meditate the Vote. Not only are we having good wishes for each of these candidates, I've been calling our culture and our society to look at what they're representing inside of ourselves. Each one is representing something very specific because they're so polarizing. They're so contrasting to each other. And so yet they're there to show us something within our own beings. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about Donald and a lot of people, they talk about this one and a lot of people talk about Hillary. But we need to start to talk about ourselves and find out what's happening. Whoever goes into office on January 21st of 2017, we're still going to have to show for ourselves, my brothers and sisters. When I started this campaign of Meditate the Vote, which basically encourages us to have conversations at home or at events or at school or in the coffee shop or even on a phone call, it was about us beginning to build ourselves as a people. Uh, we have seen that for decades upon decades, we have heard about health care issues, we've heard about higher education, we've heard about more job um, opportunities, and it's been everything on every presidential campaign has placed these items on the table and encourage us as the citizens or the voters to say, vote for me and I'll take care of that. All right, everybody who's listening, has it been solved? Has everything been taken care of? Donald Trump says as soon as he goes into office, the first thing he's going to do is wipe out Obamacare. Just think about all the energy and effort that it took to even get to where that was, right? So I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying that regardless of whoever's in leadership, are you taking care of your body? I went to an iridologist last week, everyone, and I was amazed by the things that she knew about my health without taking a blood test. Dr. Allison Henderson in Acoqueque, Maryland. I'm giving her a shout out. She knew our producer had an, a sprained ankle and she could tell which ankle it was just by looking in her eyes. So that means everything that our soul is going through is leaving an impact in our eyes. So when we look into the eyes of another, what do we see? When we look into our own eyes, what do we see? What are we holding to? Who are we? What are we becoming? What do we want? Meditate the Vote is calling us, you and me, to get a whole lot stronger because I think the flower petals they're about to hit the fan. It's going to be quite an interesting ride for us as a nation. The next few months, I'm calling upon all of you, please help us to raise the awareness of the Facebook and Twitter campaign, which basically encourages you to share the videos, the stories, the experiences, the images, the pictures about what it means to be powerful and how to affect change and what are the things that you value about America. We want to hear those responses from you on the social media. The more you share the stories, the more it becomes a people's movement online about how best can we build the country. We've got a big surprise coming up for you around July 4th weekend, and I, it'll have to do with a song that was done by a very close friend of ours. And so we're going to be releasing that in July, and that's going to be an awesome, an awesome gift that we're also offering to the nation. So 
please see what we can do. And if you want some more information with Meditate the Vote, just email us at meditatethevote at gmail.com. And if you'd like um, any of our team members to come out and facilitate a conversation, if you go to the America Meditating YouTube, you'll see a video footage of the work that we did at Busboy and Poets. We're also going to be back at Busboy and Poets in July which is on the K location, the K Street location in Washington, D.C. And we're going to be engaging again in the conversation. The last one that we did in Virginia was so overwhelming that they said, we've got to keep having this discussion. You're listening to America Meditating Radio. Stay tuned. We have the gorgeous, beautiful Anthony Trucks, who will be on the air shortly. And we're going to be talking to him about how he's been doing life and how best we can learn from Anthony's, I would say, victories and the way that he has been able to pull himself up from a life that wasn't necessarily one born with a gold spoon in his mouth. So what we're going to do is take a deep breath, inhale, and enjoy what we do best here on the America Meditating Radio, and that is to meditate. Breathe in, relax. Om Shanti. the time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate but even while I walk and move around I can be in a meditative awareness which is awareness of the soul the original eternal imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. 
imagine. You have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. Ask yourself, how do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? Supreme Soul would think of you, and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free Peaceful, pure, immortal, and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. this time. That's it. Welcome back. How are you feeling? Did you get into your zone, that place where all your power exists? You know, where you just know how to make your own touchdowns from within. The America Meditating Radio is proud to welcome Anthony Trucks of Anthony Trucks Industry. It sounds like trucks, right? But it's much bigger than that. And Trucks Training. Anthony is an author, performance and business coach, and highly sought-after speaker. Before he started his own training, consulting, and coaching business, Anthony spent three years in the NFL as a linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Washington Redskins, and Pittsburgh Steelers after graduating from the University of Oregon. Anthony has worked with and consulted for many companies, including billion-dollar companies like PG&E and Crunch Fitness, Excel Wellness, and many more. He's been called a brilliant, highly engaging, transparent, and accessible speaker who knows how to connect with his audience and leave people knowing they have the power to achieve amazing things in their lives. And more importantly, how? Today, we're honored to welcome Anthony Trucks to the America Meditating Radio Show. Welcome, Anthony. Hello, how are you? Good. You're pretty inspiring. Some days. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on what side of the bed you woke up on, right? I guess so, sometimes. 
Yeah. How did you start out in challenging circumstances? And I mean, I know that you started out in challenging circumstances, and yeah. you came up in the foster care system. Like my mother was orphaned at five, so I, you know, I hear the stories of what that was like. Um, how were you able to break through? You know, just the multitude of like, it's just not going to be easy for you. You know, which is what you feel when you're in that situation when you're young. What brought you to be a lot more positive when you were growing up? You know, it's, it's, it's difficult because when you're, when you're in those situations, you know nothing but that. There's not much hope. That's kind of the sad part is uh, a lot of people that, you know, were, have been in my shoes or are still in my shoes or who will go through it. Uh, there's not, there's no, I want to say, like, true hope that said this is going to get better because there's nothing that shows that it can. So at that time, mm-hmm. I think it was more uh, my foster mom. And it was the first home I'd been in when I was there at six years old where I wasn't, like, beaten every single day and I wasn't starved. I was like, oh, this actually, you know, life can be better. It was the first instance of that feeling it, and I was around six, seven years old. And then I think for me the big thing is at a certain point in my life I just got fed up. I think everybody has that breaking point, and, and I was just completely tired of feeling that way, which is I'm nothing, I'm worthless, I'm never going to do anything. I just I didn't like how I felt, and I think that kind of internal feeling made me start questioning um, whether or not it was possible to be happy in life. Mm-hmm. Is that how you came up with uh, Trust Your Hustle? Uh, you know, that was actually accidental, <laughs> to be honest. That was, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's parts of my life where I've, I've had a lot of epiphanies. That epiphany mm-hmm. came in hindsight at about 15 years old. And I'd been in foster care and finally been adopted. I was playing football. And I found that for me, uh, you know, just like everybody else, you know, you, you get to points where everything is about to fall apart. Everything is just not going the way you want. And your first thought is, I'm going to chalk this up. You know, I, I just, I'm going to do something else. I got to move on. And so I had that feeling when I was 15 and I, I finally had a chance to play football. And I was in it for two years, but I wasn't doing very well. My adoptive mom was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So she mm-hmm. was sick. My older brother, he had went off the military. So I'm basically just me sitting by myself. And I was completely ready to just pack it all up and not do well. And mm-hmm. next thing I know, I'm sitting in a class. And there's this class. It's actually an English class in high school. There's a girl sitting next to me, and she's talking to another girl. And she says to her, well, the reason I'm so bad is because I'm in foster care. And as simple wow. as that sounds, it was incredibly powerful for me to hear because I just I didn't ever want to sound like that. It, it obviously made me internally question, like, gosh, is that how I sound? Is that how I'm going to sound 30 years from now? Like, is that why I'm going to say I'm, I'm, you know, broke or I'm, you know, a bad father or a bad husband is because of that. And so I went home and I kind of had this internal conversation of I'm going to be great. And the only thing I knew to be great at at the time was football. So I worked and worked. And the next year I went back and I was amazing, like, in terms of the, the transformation to be a way better athlete, a way better teammate, and I just, I ended up moving up the ladder pretty quick, and I went from my second year in high school as a sophomore, moving up to varsity, I ended up getting asked to play college football, played in a fellow in businesses, and basically everything that you see and what I learned was this concept, which is trust your hustle, and you, mm-hmm. as well as me, and everybody that lives on this planet is, we have the ability to actually succeed at things, we just have to, we have to work at them, we have to do, you know, hustle, if you want to call it that. I don't mean it in a negative connotation, but that work, mm-hmm. that thing that's inside of us. But if we don't trust that, we won't do it in the first place. How do yeah. you trust your hustle? Because I'm only going to speak from the point of view of, you know, when you've been there, done that, you reach another yeah. level within your own journey that you need to trust another layer of your existence, which maybe has been missed on the journey. And sometimes that can be a little bit 
disconcerting. What is it that Anthony does to actually apply this very important power called trust in the game of your yeah. hustle, which means to lean into everything that's in front of you, which is how I would yeah. define hustle. <laughs> I like it. I mean, honestly, it's the uh, best way to explain it is just like you said, some people haven't had the successful actions to develop trust because trust is an emotion and it comes in a backside of actions. So if you haven't had the actions of success, it's hard to trust that you're going to have some success. It's just it's completely logical. So what I say is we, we got to look back and one, not beat ourselves up so much because a lot of us focus so heavily on the negative things where we failed, where we didn't take action. We don't focus on the positives. So a lot of it's just new perspectives. It's sitting down and, and actually writing out areas where you look at what have you succeeded at and you start to get a perspective of how you potentially could do better. And then we start digging deeper and saying, we need to find success. How are we going to get over inevitable setbacks? And I mean, inevitable is like there's going to be things that happen. I remember years ago I heard a statement of life is what happens between your plans. So at some point it's going to fall apart. And so I said, okay, well, i got to have a, a good enough reason somewhere deep down that makes me move past these inevitable hardships. And so what I do is I dig deep with people and have them find what I call your lift. It's an acronym of what gives you life inside for triumph. And when you find that, you'll move. And when you consistently move without stopping, at some point you find that success. It could take longer than other people, but you'll find it, and that is what we have to have to develop the emotion of trust. Once you have that emotion of trust, like, you know what, I trust that I'm capable of doing even a small thing, but take one more step another step. And then now you get to the point where you went from crawling to walking to running. Mm, I like that. And I love how you pointed out that trust is such an emotional thing. And a lot of us sometimes mistake trust with faith. And I've often thought that faith is more from a knowledge-based understanding of either yourself or a particular situation that you're involved with or an agenda. You know, like one and one, it was always going to be two. You know, I've got faith in that. Yeah. But do you trust that it really will always remain too. You know, that's a whole different genre of your sum total of karmas that you're carrying in your spirit. Now, I know that generally athletes tend to be very outside of themselves. It's a sport. You've got to focus a lot on your endurance, your external factors. We worked with Sony last year on concussions, which was a movie that focused on CTE, which was a big issue for doctors and the world, really, asking the NFL to kind of be a little bit more accountable as to how you put these young men back on the field after they've been getting so much hits, you know, on the field. Now, many NFL players, they go through a lot of hardship. Either they've broken something, you know, in their body or they've suffered various life challenges. And they sometimes reach a point where there's not even any money after all of that cheering in and all of that camaraderie. Did something change for you? Like when you left the NFL, was it out of force or was it what I call force? Was it tragedy or was it out of love that Anthony was being called for something else? He was now deciding to live his game from his inside. What was it that made you transition from football into speaking and yeah. spirituality. Well, you know, at first it was an injury that left the game and made me leave the game. I had mm. you know, played you know, for a few years and then I tore my shoulder and had to come home and there's not much of a choice there. Mm. I thought actually I did get a brain scan by one of the doctors who did a lot of the studies for the concussion movie and found out that you know, I actually have a brain that is it's cognitively healthy, but I'm in repair mode now because it's about 20 years older, which is a, it's a good thing because I can heal it. But the transition was scary. It's always scary yeah. because if yeah. you spent 13, 14 years of your life doing one thing, 
and now almost none of those skills and assets can be used in regular worlds. So you're like, all right, well, I'm five, ten years behind the rest of the world. You know, my, anybody right. that's my age, they've already been in the workforce. Uh, I think mm. for me the big thing was when I came home, I had, you know, I had a kid, I was married, I had things that had to be taken care of. So it's like, well, I can't just sit here and mope all day. And I believe one of the biggest things that was able to have me move in the right direction was I don't have this massively like, prideful ego. I think a lot of guys mm-hmm. get done and they assume, well, I played in the NFL, so I, I can't look at a good regular job. But the truth is, you still are just a human on the planet, and no, you're not that special. So go get yourself a job and serve the world because that's going to give you longevity. You can actually find a way to potentially utilize the intangibles you develop while playing. And I think mm-hmm. that, for me, was one of the big epiphanies of, hey, I'm, I'm going to go and serve the people in the best way I know. And so I opened a gym and trained a lot of people. And I had a blast doing it until I decided that the next phase of my life, I don't know if I decided, I think more of God placed it in me and put a lot of things in front of me. But it was kind of this thing where I realized that I had this gym and most people would assume it's success. I'm making decent income. I have freedom, you know, a little bit, but I was not fulfilled. And then my adoptive mom passed of multiple sclerosis about two years ago. And it made me kind of question what I was doing. Because my thing is I Mm -hmm. I physically could go and and live any way I wanted to, but I I was not living incredibly happy. I think a lot of us live in these places where we'll tell people, oh, we're happy, but we're we're not happy and we're not unhappy. We're just not unhappy. It's kind of like this weird gray area. And we try to basically convince people we're doing okay, but we're not. And I wasn't. And so I shifted. And it's been the best decision i ever made in my life. I'm not saying everybody should shift and become a speaker, but there's that little voice that we all have. And a lot of us quiet it down because the world outside of us has told us it's a bad idea or, you know, nobody else is doing it. So it must not be a good idea. But the reality is, is a lot of us are all living just not unhappy. And the people that make the transition, even if they fail, they're alive for a moment while failing. You know, it's like they're they're feeling the emotions of something they've never felt before, which is anticipation of an idea or love for something new. And that sparks a different idea. And eventually they succeed because they don't want to get rid of that feeling. You know, and that's what's interesting, that sometimes the the dark patches that we find ourselves in or the dark cycles or the clouds, It's the most unique thing I've found, Anthony. It becomes the cause or the reason for me to go deeper to finding what's really sitting in me. Because sometimes we're so much on the surface of our lives or of our soul's journey that we're really not living. But when we do start to go deeper, what we might realize is, why am I not happy? And then it starts to become a trigger for some of us that might be maybe it's just time is the right time that we go, no, I have got to get up and shift that. And um, when I worked on the movie with concussions, I realized that there is a whole genre of individuals out there, a lot of athletes that go through that stage where they cannot disassociate with that role that they've played. And what can we do to help them through that? Because now they're like, you know, the lost boy or the lost person out there. They don't know how to just see themselves as souls, tap yeah. into their virtues and their powers, and be of service because they were so admired. What would you recommend to some of the players that are just out there in sports and have just really gone through a time where you're no longer playing that role? What would you suggest that could be their next big thing for their life? To be completely honest, I was just, and I've talked to some guys, it's, the facade is going to fail us. The facade mm. of big, strong, powerful guy like that facade it fails us because we try to live in that way, but you can't you can't live that way forever. It just can't. It's it's right. very emotionally draining. 
for me, I got to that point where I had that. I had, you know, owned my gym for about three years, and I had this, you know, a lot of I had employees, and I was a trainer. And then uh, my ex-wife, my high school sweetheart, she had an affair. She mm. broke me. Like, you know, being a kid in foster care, she basically took my family. And at the time, I had three kids, and so she ripped from me the one thing I never had. And it really was right. I, I, just a dark place. I drove off one night, and I was in search of rat poison. And I texted my friends and family, please tell my kids who their father was. And, mm. and for me, it was because I just, I didn't want to have to live in a world where, for me, the big, strong NFL guy, you know, had to admit that his life was not perfect. So you wow. have this facade that I'm trying to carry, and that facade, it almost it almost killed me. And then when I get to this point of looking back now and like how I feel now, the ability to open up is so free because I'm actually, I'm so much stronger now than I was when I played. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. There's this physical mm-hmm. strength, but the emotional strength, when you can control that and you can actually have that be an asset, it's it's like a superhero type of thing for me. I can walk around and genuinely help people and care for them and love on them, but still be a big, strong guy. But, you know, it's like I'm accepted in a lot of places most people wouldn't expect. I can walk into an NFL locker room and still be a dude, but I can walk into mm-hmm. any space with women and still hold my own because I can open up and be emotional in certain aspects. It's not like anything more than I'm just happy in my humanity more than most people do. There you go. And I think you're just being you. You've tapped into a place that is your genuine you and what's so powerful about life, Anthony. Maybe tomorrow you gain another realization and then you're like someone else. You know, it just keeps yeah. changing. It keeps morphing into more and more. I'd like to thank you for the time and this conversation that we've had. I think it's very rich and I think it's very important. I know you authored a book uh, the one called Trust Your Hustle Part 1, Life Forged by Fire. Before I yeah. close the show, I wanted you to emphasize a little bit more about a life forged by fire. Tell me a little bit more about what that meant. Uh, for me, it's kind of this thing where if you think about like fire, it, it creates, as it, much as it tears down, it can also create, you know, because you can shift and mold metal. And I believe that we are all like in certain aspects of our, our lives with metal, you know, if, if you basically put heat to it, don't burn it away, but it melted down and it can form it to like a beautiful blade or an amazing piece of jewelry. And I think for me, life mm-hmm. in view, it's always kind of forging us. Like we're having to go through the fire a lot of times, but we think it's burning and destroying our lives. When the reality is it can truthfully shift you and make you this amazingly beautiful object or person if you just let the fire do that as opposed to telling yourself it's tearing you down. So my life in that book is pretty much here. This would happen to me, but look what it created. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Well said. I would love to have you at our meditation museum if you're ever in the nation's capital. And even as I'm talking with you, Anthony, I'm really seeing an opportunity where we can begin to call a lot of athletes that have been through that process but have actually turned inwards and have used their lives more in an amplified way of service rather than just about my body and the sport that I've done. But coming really from a place of spirit, I think there's a a big conversation there to be had. So thank you for that. Leave me with your favorite life quote and a website that our listeners can get a hold of you if they're interested. Yeah, my favorite life quote is actually what I created, and it says there are two types of people in this world, those that hustle and those that watch them hustle. I don't mind the audience. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> nice. the website is just anthonytrucks.com. It's uh, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-T-R-U-C-K-S.com. Mm, thank you so much, Anthony, and all the very best very in what you're doing. Same to you. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.
So whatever the situation might be, even if you're not born with a gold spoon in your mouth and you might have gone through some challenging early upbringings, does it mean that's what you have to surrender to? Or can you really, really feel the sense of calling? And I wonder if it's really just a matter of all the stages that we must go through. We are all going to go through some stage or the other. But that is also helping us to push forward if we're willing to. And all of us get a wake-up call at some point or the, or the other. And I love what Anthony was just sharing that, you know, you can just be yourself. I can go and be out with women and just be show my sensitive side. And I can go into a locker room and, and be the jock. So it's how comfortable are you inside that you can be who you need to be with everyone and bring that sense of completion in your own life. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation with Anthony Trucks. Do vi- give him a visit at anthonytrucks.com. And if you've got any uh, information, you can send us an email at americameditating.org as we end the show every day. No one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission and we are here to love each other the same. I'm asking all of you, my friends, to really go to the Meditate the Vote Facebook and Twitter and share the videos, the stories, the messages that are being amplified on the Meditate the Vote campaign. We're asking you to tell us how powerful are you and what's some of the signs of that. What do you value the most about the country? And to continue this until voting day. Send us an email if you'd like to meditatethevote at gmail.com. We'll love you very much. Remember, love everyone the same. And we'll end today's show with Lifted by Bliss. Take care.